You're listening to Stand Out with Ian O'Connell. Wednesday evenings from 8pm here on Radio Kerry. Now you're very welcome to the show tonight. I hope I find you well on this Wednesday evening. I'm delighted to say that my guest this week on Stand Out with me, Ian O'Connell, is Tim Moynihan. Tim is a man of many different talents. Most of you know Tim as the voice of Radio Kerry on game day when he's commentating on the Kerry football games and hopefully this interview gives you more of an idea of what else Tim has done throughout his life. Sit back and enjoy the show. It's 76 minutes gone here in Crook Park. Wherever you are, listen throughout the world. This kick could decide whether Kerry are in an All-Ireland final or Look not in normal time. His 16 is a rope. Oh, his 16. It's blue. They're shouting. Uh, there's foghorns. There's every sort of thing up there. Johnny Oh, can Johnny quieten the hill? It's hard to quieten the hill, says he. Now, Johnny O'Shea, steady, steadying himself. On the run up, strikes the ball, hits it with all his heart. Where does it go? It's over! 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 Cameras, we did it! Up in there! We're in an all out of final, Ambrose! The answer is... Could no, Johnny do what Stephen Coxon no. And the answer is yes. Yes, yes we, we can. can. Yes, we can. Obama said, can we do it? We can. Yes, we can. Kerry are an All-Ireland final. Kerry, 114. Dublin, 113. Absolutely. Breathtaking stuff. A credit to both sides. But what a pair Sean O'Shea is. That was a difficult kick. Into Jimmy, the breeze, into the air. And Sweet. then he split the up. And look at Paddy Andrews. Itself. Paddy Andrews is behind me here. And he's in a state of flux. He doesn't know what's happening. Tim, thanks a million for coming in today. Really appreciate it. I am delighted to be here, Ian. I think it's an all better week to have it than all Ireland final week. Yeah, absolutely, Ian. Um, first of all, we're, we're recording this programme and the sun is shining, probably one of the hottest days uh, in living memory in our country and uh, a great buzz in, around our county at the moment. Anywhere you drive in, the, the flags are out. And look, players today, this is what you dream of, building up to our likewise supporters. And I, I suppose you heard it from the commentary and heard it from everywhere else that Kerry to just get into an All-Ireland final. It just lifts the county. And Absolutely. we're after a tough couple of years, Ian, so, so we'll, we'll take that. Hopefully we're climbing up the, the steps of the Hogan. Um, do you want to give me a quick background on you when you were younger? You were, were you mad into football back then? Was it always a big part of your life? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, well, my, my father has played a, a bit of rugby. He's two, probably unique, one of the very few carry men that has two Munster Junior Cups. He, he won them with, with Abbey Field in, in West Limerick at the time with, with some very good players as well. But look, when I when I started school in, in, in Castle Island and, and likewise involved with Knock Nagashal, you know, this carry thing was always, you know, built into us. And I was reared by my grandparents and I, I suppose I was spoiled. I was the only young man in the house. So I, it was me and my football because probably the closest, uh, I suppose, uh, I was to any uh, 
house where they had children of the same age was it was a mile away so I always had an old ball and belting it up against the gable and calling myself Mikey Sheehy or Jack O'Shea and uh, maybe trying the odd bits of, of commentary as well so look from a very early age and I remember that time I'd come to Tralee with my, my grandmother God rest her and uh, I'd be mad to go into uh, wanting to, to go in to see where Mikey Sheehy worked because he was the guy I saw on the television the day before winning in All-Ireland so look from a very young age and, and, and you know it, it's captivating and, and it didn't start yesterday it, it yeah. started a long time ago very good um, what does um, I, I always kind of like to bring it back to people what does family mean to you like I know your daughter and you have two yeah, I've two, I've two Grace, girls. Grace yeah. and Kira. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Grace and Kira, and, and my wife Deirdre. She's her maiden name is Lamb. She's Deirdre Lamb from from Dingle. Look. You know, I, I was only talking to a man the other night. He's four or five All Ireland medals. We're good friends, uh, and that's the one good thing. And I'm not going off on another tangent. That I, I, I have a great rapport with guys that played in the seventies. I'd be good friends now with Tommy Dial. He phones once a week, or sometimes maybe twice, looking for what's happening in Kerry. Tim and he, he was one of the bravest warriors, warriors I've ever you know seen wear wear a Kerry jersey. But family, look. Uh, recently, I was speaking to a guy. Would he take on this? Uh, uh, managerial thing with a with with a county, and he was asking what I think. Somebody from from the outside, and I always say that you know, say if you take on a manager of a team, Ian, that you know you can be replaced, but you all you have a family that yeah. can be replaced. And and I see myself over the years, Ian, that I I was pulled into things. I have this habit of I can't say no, and you know I've gone to things at times, maybe sacrificed occasions, maybe purely for the the love of football, the love, the love of, of sport, uh, and I could be at worse things, but. You go back in that door after, be it a function, emceeing at a function or whatever, you go back to your family. But look, I, I have two girls and, and I have a wife and, and that's that's that, that's my world. Uh, it's for them there. Even the good days and the bad days, they're always there for you and, and no different to yourself, Ian. And you know that in, in your time of need and we all go through life where we, we need that support. But, uh, you know, you have to have that priority. I know I've often been, uh, get a bit of a slagging at home saying that uh, it's football first and family, but that's pure because there's something on and I'm saying I want to go to it uh, but at the end of the day and I think I think my, my two girls and, and my wife and family in general know that, that you know they, they come first you know and like you said they can't be replaced and it's do you know that's so true and in one way I always kind of say at times football is family even like you see there during Covid and everything the football even in my case when I had my accent they rallied around me teams up in Dublin Galway they all came together do you think that it is fair to say that football is it is kind of a big family I know there's rivalry on the pitch but off off the pitch there's always greatness as well among teams yeah absolutely and do you know where that is seen as well Ian that you know tragedy the time that Mickey Hart lost to yeah. his daughter the amount of Kerry people that went up there and you know Kerry great rivals with Tyrone but all that is cast aside then and, and that's what's for and like you, your own situation Ian and, and you know a lot of people you know that say Ian O'Connell and your accent you happen but you have experienced Ian in the last number of years and I, I know it myself something that nobody else will and you, you, you learn a lot about yourself absolutely. and learn a lot about people but at the end of the day football and you're, you're absolutely right that football is a family as well and you can see if there's and we don't want any tragedy but when we see things that do happen uh, accidents or, or a sudden death the, the GA community rallies together and, and that definitely helps families help people to get through and does 
doesn't have to be actual death. Uh, it's purely, you know, a lot of people feel down for different Small reasons things, and yeah. and we we see a lot and it's been highlighted in and i'm sure it's in the in the ga world as well that nowadays with with, with depression it, it, it's a huge thing and that that mental challenge for people and it, it's getting harder and harder and you know that if you can talk to somebody and i know that's probably overused as well but you know just to be there for somebody that you, you can't put a price on that ian and and i i think you know COVID has given us i suppose that opportunity to to check in with ourselves and, yeah. and see you know, we, it's a rat race out there. We're running from one. Pl- I, it's happened myself. I go do my normal day's work. Then I'm going off doing something else. And it definitely took away that time that you had to be running places and give you time. Chicken, why am I here? Or yeah. wh- what do I do? How can I preach, uh, appreciate what I have around? And, and you just said it there. It actually gave you time to appreciate family because you spent a lot more time with your fa- kids were back from college. I, I had a daughter. She spent almost a year and a half online in. She's in Mary I in, in Limerick. And I suppose if she was going to college, we wouldn't have spent that much time with yeah. her. And, and I suppose there was a time to, to get close to one another as well. And, and that opportunity when they go away and they get married, you don't get that. And, uh, you know, that and we should put a value on that, I suppose. Absolutely. Like you said, she was online and stuff and all that comes back to family. And um, before we were we went on here here we were talking that you were in retail for a while and um you you trained as a as a carer like we were saying. Do you wanna touch yeah, on that? Yeah, um I've absolutely and I, I have a huge connection with Garvey Super Value. I, I worked with what almost fifteen years I was in different shops, Listol, Castle Island and for the most part Tralee, I had a huge grow for the Tralee shop because they're there's such great characters in the in the town of Tralee and, uh, and, and uh, absolutely, you know, you've you've the rivalry of Austin Stacks, Karen's O'Reilly and Aguil is there, John Mitchell's is there, and then the surrounding areas as well. So it's a it's a brilliant place to to work and uh, I still have a, a huge connection with that yeah uh, look I, I was doing as you know I was presenting Terrace Talk uh, right up until Covid you know introduced itself to us I was four years uh, doing that uh, following the great late uh, Wishy and that was a chance of a lifetime for me and uh, you know it, it was a huge opportunity and uh, what what I, I suppose a seat to fill uh, but as you said then I suppose come COVID, it, I, I always wanted to, you know, I, I mentioned there uh, my grandparents, I, I, you know, I suppose if you live with, with people of, of, we'd say an older age group, Ian, they, you know, they'd be lot. very humble and they, they put a value on everything because yeah. they grew up at a time, Ian, from, you know, in the, in the I suppose, the 30s, 20s, 30s, where it was hard, hard to survive. And, and they, they tell you those stories. And, and do you and, know the stories? Uh, you know, Joe McGill here, actually, to just to say... Joe McGill when he was teaching us the course uh, a thing he told me is he was talking to someone and it was the quote when an old person dies a library burns Correct. and they build up so much knowledge over the yeah. years yeah absolutely and they're they're one liners and uh, you know they mightn't say much at time but when they said something it kind of struck a chord and you listen and you know you'd love to have a, a tape recorder recorder yeah. at the time to, to and like you say when, when they go history goes with us but if you can continue that legacy and, and bring the values you know uh, forward that helps and that that's as your 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 um, question was that healthcare assistant, I had I suppose a couple of years ago I wanted to do this, and because uh, I have two brothers working in in, in the UHK, and um, I said, and I I'd always hear them and how caring they were and how rewarding their job is, and I said, 
would that be me? Because I was always in the in the private sector and uh, I was dependent on the customer to come in and what have you. Uh, but I said this was an opportunity. So I went off and I did uh, in Kerry College. I, I did the course and uh, unfortunately I was only able to do all three months to to uh, Dinny Street uh, and then I was online and I had to be creative I had to uh, back to education and, and do you know what it, it filled that block where I was had the opportunity and as the course went by and some great people uh, involved in, in Kerry College and there there was nurses there there were people that you know had had bags of experience and great people and great people in the, in the class as well so unfortunately we didn't have that face to face thing but then it was through Zoom and uh, I went off. I did the exams, did okay in the exams and I I, I uh, applied for the HSE and uh, uh, the interview, hopefully. Well, it looks like it went all right and I got the opportunity. So I, I'm almost 12 months now uh, in that job and I know I'm enjoying it. Uh, look, it, it's hugely rewarding, uh, Ian. Uh, I go into people each morning and if, if they're in a better place when I leave, that that's 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 a great feeling. And, and uh, I know I probably said it to you off here, but a, a man once said to me that... He, you know if you do something for some or something somebody does something for you even uh, you're happy but you're much happier you know when you do something for somebody Someone. else and and they're amazing people and you know the reward is they can give you something by saying something to you or they can go back in history and tell you a story and yeah. I know one particular gentleman and I wouldn't have a note in my head by the way I can't sing I do plenty of shouting about football but <laughs> I'd be you know administering personal care and yeah. I'd be humming away with my own little song Cecilia. and uh, the gentleman would say to me anyway give me a man that can sing in the morning and give me a man that can listen to him so I said there your laugh was and it creates and you know what it's all about building up trust Ian with, with those people yeah absolutely and like you said it's such a, a rewarding um, job you know when you when you know that you are helping people do you think that we do enough as a society in Kerry for elderly people? Well, I'll be, you know, and, and it's, it isn't because uh, I, I'm speaking to our Kerry listenership, right? There's great people in our county, but, you know, it's like everything else that we can, and there's brilliant people out there, people that we'll never actually hear about, Ian, that go down to neighbours, they're the company, that's what they need, and, and uh, this has been the story, and especially during COVID, Ian, that, yeah. you know, that was, it was a very, it was lonely forever, even I live here in the town of Tralee, just outside Tralee, and the, outside the town itself, and Ghost it, go, it was, and that was the same throughout our and can you imagine if there was a person living in Beaton or Kerry South Kerry East or West they were on their own and yeah. they're probably the only person they saw you know coming to their gate every day was a postman and, and that and, and you know you could have all the you know ill effects of, of different things from uh, being sick but the biggest huge thing in our in our community is is loneliness and and uh, you know and and it's very and a lot of people be down over for the duration of covid and it's time for just to and that's about checking in with yourself what am i doing am i doing can i do something for that neighbor no some neighbors mightn't mightn't want the help but the majority of them do and just even to say hello how are you and that 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 actually means a lot and look we are a great community here in Kerry. We are doing things, but there's al- always more can be done and uh, everyone wants their independence and wants their privacy, but it's amazing what you do if you go out and you try. And if, if you try and help somebody and if they don't want it, fair play, but you, you can say to yourself, I did ask. And sometimes a relationship can be struck up by doing that and uh, I, I think there's there's huge reward in that, you know. And like you said, it's the, the small things that might just be saying, how are you in the morning, that... That could make their day. Oh yeah, and and you know, Ian, and and you know, I suppose there's a when you go thinking about it, and 
we meet people there on the street and you'd see a time and, and these are these are very challenging times Ian like you look out we're on about the, the cost of living we don't know what the winter is going to, to bring to us and, and people have people have financially worry, financial worries They likewise there could be an illness and if you meet somebody in the street today and, and maybe they mightn't be in the best of form you don't know what's going on with that person you know and and some people have masks out there a mask in the sense that they might smile Ian how are you but you don't know what's going on inside Very that hate. person's mind so we I suppose what that leads me to say about being judgmental in that we shouldn't be judgmental on anyone and I suppose I've learned it going through life and it is. and that's one thing I I'm I'm big into as well I love flicking through be it uh, uh, sites for for quotes and there's some brilliant one and, and I said if you could learn one and build your life around now it's not possible to do it every day but some brilliant people you know you know i was reading one it was it was a john lennon had the one that uh if you're being honest you may not make a lot of friends but if you're so, being honest you'll make the right friends yeah so you know there, there are small things and and that's that's a huge thing that uh look in life in that there's not a man or a woman that hasn't made a mistake and don't let anybody tell you otherwise and I suppose the important thing from those mistakes, uh, there's a fear when you make a mistake, but there's a bigger fear if you don't correct it. And and, and I suppose that's that's uh, I'm not here as a preacher this morning, but but like I, I suppose you can say things as if you you've experienced something in, in life. You you could tell me things that uh, I may never experience in my life. And, and and I think if you can put all those together and take the best bits that you, you know, you could become a pretty decent person. Definitely 100 percent. Um, moving on there before you went back as a, a carer and stuff um, Radio Kerry and the commentary and you see Terrace Talk there you were doing it for a while um, when did you start yeah. um, with Radio Kerry? Yeah that's that's very interesting uh, Ian in the sense when, when did I start I suppose you're going back to 2004 and I'll always remember the great late and what a voice he had as well uh, Joe Mahoney our head of sport yeah. here his dad w- w- was the late Seamus O'Mahony and a great character another great Tralee character and I always remember Anne-Marie Kelly she worked with the station back then and she went off to was it uh, News Talk News or Talk, Today FM yeah. after that and uh, she, I worked in a in a bar here in, in Tralee called Sean Oaks and uh, one of the most popular uh, I suppose haunts for, for many people and uh, known well around the country if not Europe and in the world and she she used to come in there with her friends on, on the weekend and be ch- of course she'd be chatting about radio and she said why don't you uh, go off and of course she knew my love of sport and she said Tim why don't you go off and, and give me a letter write a letter in your own handwriting uh, and I'll give it to Seamus in sport and she did give it to Seamus and Seamus wouldn't have known me at that time but to be fair Tim he did respond and at that time there was enough people there you know they had enough reporters and he said great to have your interest and we'll see you down the road but one thing led to another then and uh, I live up here in, in Carsley and Joe Mahoney was living just down the road uh, from me. I still is living down the road. Uh, he's my very close neighbour. So seeing good friends as well, obviously. And Liverpool fan. And, and Liverpool, yeah, that's the, only, that's the only downer for Joe. Yeah, he, he follows Liverpool. But I always remember one day there's right outside my house and there's a, there's a stop sign. And I was outside, I don't know if I was outside painting or whatever but I don't think I was painting maybe I was just hosing down the, the wall but Joe pulled up at the stop sign because there was traffic coming but before Joe knew it I was inside in his car I opened the door into the piscine. I thought he's I reckon he thought he was going to be mugged and I said hi Joe I'm Tim I-. he knew I was Tim I-. and I said Joe will you give me a shot at reporting on 
on games. And I'd say the guy, he was on an errand going somewhere. He was either going to the shop or I know Joe plays indoor soccer in the evenings and what have you. And uh, he was just staring at me. Who is this guy after jumping? No, he knew I was his neighbour. And uh, he said, oh, I'll see about that. And we actually said good luck there and then. And about two weeks later, he asked me, he said, he said Tim, there's a game on the weekend. He said, if you're interested, come in and, uh, and I think I'm going to sit you in with Gary O'Sullivan. And sure, the nerves started to sit in. Gary was doing a game up in Austin Stack Park. And I said, Gary didn't know who this guy that arrived anyway and started put on the headset and sat. And that's when it kind of all started. And I was as nervous as hell. And I, I didn't let it tell you then. I was jumping into something. Be careful what you wish for, they say sometime here. Yeah. And that's how, how it all started. And, uh, I, you know, unfortunately, I, I went for Kerry Minor trials in. I went to Colosh de Fordrick in Castle Island. And I'll always remember we kind of had, a, I won't say a good run, but we played a lot of games in, it was in 1985. And, and between the school and whatever, I, I was sent forward for, for, for trials for the Kerry Miners. And I went to the final trial and Mike Cronin, God rest him, he, used to, he, he played with Shan, he was the same age as my only day between us, actually. Uh, he played with, with Castle Island, Robbie went on, then played with, with Shan and, and Munster, a speed merchant. And I remember it was North Kerry against South Kerry. And that day he was playing midfield and he was ch- chatting to me before the game and he says, look, I'll be looking for you. You know, two fellas in the same day, I'll be looking for you now to put you on the ball. And uh, every time I get it, well, to make a long story short, anyway, I was corner forward with the North Kerry side and the other side of the field was was um, Sean Ganey. Sean Ganey scored 2-6. I didn't even touch the ball. So that was the end of my, my stroll with <laughs> the Kerry Miners. But the unfortunate thing, Ian, is that, you know, football is I, I went into the kind of the hospitality I said bars and you can imagine during the summer and I even was in, I was involved with St. like Nagashal first and, and then St. Pat's but I train as hard as I could from say January to June but come the games I wasn't able to play because that was your bit and that was and it was no excuse but I, I'm only just saying that I found it very difficult to get that time off when I when I was in hospitality but look I came to Tralee then I joined St. Pat's here in Blenneville and I'm not saying it because they're St. Pat's and Blinneville, but they were the most welcoming uh, people. With Kevin Boyle from, from, from Bally Bunyan, we had different players from right around the county, and you were made so welcome that, you know, they treated you if you lived there all your life. And it, it's a huge part. And, uh, you know, I really were, you know, of course, I was born and reared in Ocknagostal, that's in the heart, but St. Pat's have a big place in my heart to, as well because there's some great people and then and, and they try to at times they box above their weight because they're very limited because they're always I suppose uh, a challenge to get players between Cairns rallies and all you know it's open country here and and the, the school out there they you know they, they rely on that to get players for the future so I, I played with them for a while and actually they were in division two at, at the time but again I wasn't able to give the time to football not saying that I was any good but I'd love to be able to you know give it more of commitment than I than I used to but I ended up a few years ago with Joe Mahoney or Joe Mahoney is in my brain to say Joe Costello yeah. uh, managing the team out there and we did well we went from Division 3 to Division 2 and I'll always remember uh, I suppose our biggest run in the championship was um, as in trying to take a scalp we, the year Glyn Baglin Carr won the the All Ireland Junior. Junior, and they'll admit even I, I'd often speak to Darren O'Sullivan now and the lads back there and, and, and likewise Joe O'Connor who was a, a former um, commentator as well with, with Radio Kerry we gave them their biggest game. We took them to extra time and, you know, things didn't go right in extra time and they won by a point or so. But I was saying, maybe if we got over that day, it could have been, and that's how margins are so tight. So Ian. different. And that, that, I suppose that was my, my run of football. But with the, with the commentating, I was very fortunate.
I, I remember in all, uh, in all Ireland final with Finug we're in, in June 11 it was the kind of first time or one of the last times rather I suppose it was played outside Croke, Croke Park that they weren't lucky enough to, to go to Croke Park but the late great Liam Higgins and when Liam Higgins commentated no different to hearing the voice of Wishy the hairs that stand in the back of your neck, back and, your neck. and I was asked again by Joe I suppose I was well into it at that stage would I sit in with, with, with Liam Higgins and I always remember I, you know I, had, I hadn't been doing interviews up to that and I, Liam was doing the interview so the commentary came to full time anyway Fanuke won and uh, Liam Higgins I, I always remember the late great Liam Higgins he handed me the mic and I was sitting to his left and he said talk about being put in a spot entertain the people of Kerry there for the next eight nine minutes because I have to get interviews and I, my heart stopped in I had to I, I don't know I bluffed my way probably through it and I started talking about the game and I was asking myself after what did I say in that game but you know when I look back in it it probably got me over a boundary absolutely and it, you know I was so fortunate like he was no different to Gary Joe O'Connor these guys could have done it any county they could have done it at a national level and I was working with them and that 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 I suppose that instilled the, the love for, for, for football and, and I hope that I, I'm continuing that on today I was up in Tyrone then at a, a championship game uh, with the late Weishi, it was the last game I did with with, with Weishi, I think, and oh, it was, I think we had to get a draw there the same day. And I always remember John Heffernan was doing sound for radio carrying with John was driving as well, and I sat into the back, and Weishi always sat in the front of the car and take off the shoes and put the the feet on the dash, and uh, so. But he, I'll always remember it, you know, to the day I die. He turned around, and he said to me. I, I commented, I think for some reason Gary couldn't go and he said, you have arrived today, he says. And, you know, hearing that from Wishy, he's a guy that, you know, had done it. He, an he icon. Was, he, an icon, an institution. You know, that has helped you uh, along the way and I'm not saying I'm any good at it but I'd never tried to be like anybody else, Ian, and that's one thing I'd have met Mihalo Murray Hertig. I love Mihalo here when he when I was a young fella, you know, in the seventies when he was talking about Kerry and, and Dublin games, and it was always it was always on my mind, you know, even when I was walking from home from school, I was commentating uh, in my head about games. Yeah, and you saw, and most of the time I was talking about myself, and uh, I, you know, that kind of stayed with me. And Michal, I just saying that Mihala Moriarty said to me, Tim, don't be like me, don't be try to be, and I and I feel I'm not. I like if a game is five sixteen to two points, I'll go after it. I go yeah. high oct. I call it high octane, and that's the way. And I I can't help myself. And yeah. and it's no different to the commentary that you know that we I suppose got a lot of uh, hits out there that we did with Shawnee O'Shea's point that something else. It's like an out of body experience that when when Shawnee O'Shea was you know on his approach, he's walking back, then his approach to kicking the ball, somebody else took over my mind that day and I just went with the flow and I never thought I'd look around and see Paddy Andrews behind me and I'm telling him he's in a state of flux and it's a you've got to be careful I guess the wrong thing comes out but but look I I, I, I wear the heart in the sleeve and look Amherst Donovan what can I say I'm, I'm fart I've done it with Liam Brassnan Billy O'Shea and with Ambrose and we go up north together and I think for a commentary to work you have to know the person beside you and and he knows what makes me click and I know, know what makes him click and I travel in the car, we share a room, great stories and, and I, I think, and he probably wouldn't admit it, but we've, we've built up an old uh, friendship and, and, and sometimes we, we debate, we, we argue, but I, I hope that that kind of comes out for the listener because you, you always feel, in that, you know, when you're in Crow Park or if you're outside in my van or not in the behind in Sneem, the receptor is a, an ear and you must bring that person with that ear 
to the stadium or the pitch you are and that's that's what we try to do and uh, I would hope that we, we capture it and look I wouldn't get universal approval uh, not everyone out there would like Tim Einan as a commentator maybe not like Ambrose O'Donovan but if they only know we, we live with the heart and the sleeve and, and you know and the one thing and I know I'm going off probably in another tangent and you'll probably edit this is <laughs> after we're finished here today and, but you know social media I just want to mention that, that definitely because uh, I was going to bring it up yeah uh, social media and it's brilliant. It's br- it was brilliant now for our the commentary and it's yeah. got breaks and people. But there's another side of it. And look, I'll take credit. I and that's why I admire anyone, Ian. I admire anyone. I admire what you're doing at the minute, uh, not because you had an accident, Ian, but you put yourself behind a mic yeah. and you you're you're an easy target, just like I'm an easy target. Absolutely. And even if you're a manager of a team, Ian, or a selector, or a guy that goes off singing on the on, on, on the local stage, that. I admire people like that to put because it'd be very easy to sit down in the audience and and criticize that man. Yeah. But fair enough, you must be able to take it if you put yourself in that position. But this you is where to. this is what you have to remember, Ian, that that person ha- may have daughters, may have a wife, have a mother, have a father, have a brother, and it's very difficult. You might be able to take it, but can they take their brother or their sister yeah. or their their daughter? Can they take them being criticised? So if anybody sits behind, uh, you know, a keyboard and starts to think about the ratifications, the things that will happen out of it, because and we've often heard and I'm probably repeating a lot of what other people say, but I've been at the receiving end uh, and other people, no different to anybody in in, in media or anything. So just to be careful, I I can take it. I couldn't take it at the start, Dean. Yeah, I found it very difficult. I remember I was doing a a match in Austin Stacks one night and uh, there was a guy got my number and even the course of the commentary you know started asking first of all what game you're at and then something else and it led to something else and unfortunately I gave him a bit of oxygen by saying look I don't need this yeah. instead of not ignoring it at all but there's some things we can't ignore Ian and, uh, and that's just the appeal that for anybody that decides to to you know, to to, to, to to say something about somebody in, in a negative fashion, it just doesn't hurt that person. It hurts other people as well. And, and that's the most difficult thing, I think. Yeah. In general, that just be, I, I suppose, be very careful before we, we comment on, on something. And, and it goes back, do you know what it goes back to what we just started off with our interview in, that uh, it's about being judgmental, that, you know, if there's a situation out there on the street, Ian, we don't know what's led to that. We don't yeah. know. All we see what's in that, that live moment, what happened. But there are several little tributaries from that. And, you know, how did it build up in the first place? So, you know, it's a hard thing to, to learn or educate yourself in. And none of us are perfect. And we all, every one of us, and I, I said that earlier, everyone has to make mistakes. But just to maybe the small little bit of a think first. But having said that now, if I was doing commentary, I don't think a lot. I just go at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm only just saying, you know, in those life situations, we, we've, we have to be, we have to be very careful. We have to be very careful. Absolutely. And it's great to, to talk about that, to highlight it. Um, the, the likes of watching now you've been doing commentary for a while and from when you started until now what's it like watching players like David Clifford evolve from say minor under 21 up as far as senior now like yeah. David Clifford I'm going to use him as a, an example because the man is just on a different level altogether what's it like watching talents like him evolve yeah, it's amazing. Look, we've been fortunate in Kerry for a start, Ian, you know, that Mikey Sheehy could make a ball talk to you going back. And I, I grew up 
you know, adoring him in the, in the 70s. And we're fortunate enough then Morris Fitz, you know, coming on to Kerry Teen with some transition. He was absolutely outstanding. And then we had the Gooch, brilliant again, uh, the Croaksman. But David Clifford, yeah, look, I did the minors from 2004 and every year we seem to go out of the quarterfinal. We do well in Munster and go out. And suddenly this, I, I've heard about this young fella behind that played with St. Brendan's. I was mad to see him. And uh, we saw what he did in the Hogan Cup, you know, that goal you know right. unreal that day that St Brendan's won and then you know scoring 4-4 in an All-Ireland final that an exceptional talent but you know I had him on Terrace Talk when all the talk was about David Clifford going down under uh, you know you can see how the scouts would be looking for him because yeah. he has the physique in and you know he's a genius he's probably made for that game as well and you were always afraid and the only thing I would say I'd, I'd know Mark O'Connor pretty well as well uh, because he's from Dingle very you know wouldn't be mill miles away from where my, my wife lives and you know, I know the lifestyle that Mark has down there and he'd find it very difficult because he's playing at the highest level with, with G-Long. You were always afraid that David Clifford would go the same and I'd love to have Mark O'Connor the next day on the carry pan. He'd be brilliant as well. But David Clifford, to see him develop as, as, as a player and that night, I always remember that night in Terrace I think it's up on some website that he said he never dreamed of playing Australian rules but he did dream of playing with Kerry. And... Fair play. That's fair. And he said that at a very kind of, you know, he was 18 years of age and sure he walked on the Kerry team then under Eamon Fitzmaurice and when you think about it, he could be his fourth All-Star this year, what he did for a guy so, so young. But to see, and you know, I was looking out the window one night above in, in Ossetak, we had a press night up there before one of the games and I was looking out and watching um, David Clifford and he was taking shots from the corner flag, you know, on line with the goal and he was trying to do a banana kick and I'd say for the first seven or eight, they didn't go. I think Darren Minan was up with him there the same night. But he still persisted, persisted. No, he didn't get it over. And he'll kill me for saying that. But he hit the post. But I said, if that's your mentality to keep doing that. And plus, as a person as well, he's beyond his years when he's, he's speaking Absolutely. as well. And we're just so, so fortunate. We, we probably have a player of a lifetime. And I just hope he has the game of his life again yeah. uh, this coming Sunday. And, and there's people up the country that'll want to you know, from other counties that want to go to Crow Park to, to watch him in and, and to see players like that, Shawnee O'Shea developing in the same way as well, and that winning mentality. And for the older group of players that, you know, may not have had the success or that want more, more success, the, like the Paul Murphys, the David Mourns, the Paul Ganeys, uh, Stephen O'Brien's from, from 20 to 14, to have this guy coming on board, you'll say, I'm going to stay on another year because I might win something. And for him as a player as well, you want him to, you don't want him to be one of the great players that doesn't win in All-Ireland, yeah. like which was for a while. Morris Fitzgerald had that problem because he came on in 87 and he Joe, had to wait Joe Canning and the Hurling as well he yeah absolutely absolutely and you'd say it's you know and and in Kerry Ian I don't know you probably know how passionate we are about it but if you win in All-Ireland in Kerry if you're an All-Ireland medal holder you're a legend forever ever yeah because you're probably on the top county and you're an elite group and I don't mean fellas to get carried away with themselves yeah. but you people adore you for bringing that glory to Kerry, and that's why I want the likes of the the David Cliffords. I I want him to win an All Ireland medal because a man of his ability, and no different to the rest of the players as as well. But the game has evolved, Ian, as you see it. They're difficult to win. It's it's like semi pro now, and they give up their lives. Their lives are on hold, and uh, for to win a medal for their county, and it's absolutely brilliant, you know. Unreal, and even for young young people coming up. All through up, say, like, championship and even the league and stuff, 
we see in club grounds, say, whether it be in Fussell or Farnford or Sparkrooks and stuff, we see all through kind of the winter and stuff, all the, the rainy nights we go up to to watch our team play and at club level and then it gets come, comes into the summer, into June and stuff and the weather kind of gets better. The the fans that do all that travelling stay out in the rain watching their team perform at club level until they get into the championship. What do you think the Kerry fans, because I think the Kerry fans are one of the most, I suppose, not passionate. Well, you could say passionate. What do you think from travelling up and down to Croke Park, the Kerry fans, what do they represent for the the football team and their dedication to keep following them? Yeah, you you know, I, I suppose the DNA is no different to Kilkenny winning the hurling the the weekend. That Kerry, our I suppose a huge part of our identity is is Gaelic football. Is you know we and our hurlers have done so so yeah. brilliantly. You know, and they're growing all the time. But football is is the big game in the kingdom. And and you know, over the years that you know you know obviously with guys that went off and they played rugby, they played soccer and everything, but you know football in the county has held its own and, and you can beat tradition and I suppose it, it's tradition there Karen with him. and you mentioned wet nights and it's like our reward I go out I could go out to Finug on a, on a rainy Sunday and our reward is going up the Hogan stand and commentating to the people of Kerry and throughout the world giving them, them the story and it's the same for the footballers and even the fans their reward for going to those games are is Kerry in an All-Ireland final and, and, and you can feel it like I, I don't know and I'm sure because you I know you're a passionate Kerry man and a, a passionate uh, well other teams that you follow but that feeling is like the butterflies in my stomach for it's like the water yeah and there's a different feeling in my tummy today than last week in the sense that my god we're in a in an all-ireland final and that's that legacy is going to continue and when i see young fellas and young boys young girls going to game i said our future is going to be safe if they can witness the the genius of of david clifford shawnee or she all those other players dmr o'connor too numerous to, to mention that they'll carry that on and the the future of Kerry football and 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 the big thing about the ga uh, ian is that it's in every parish in ireland and it's you said we said about the community base at the start that they're there if if you know if you have any challenge that the, the ga family is there for you but there's also a, a healthy rivalry and you need that to survive and, and to get to the next level as well so it, it, you know we'll all say our own supporter the most amazing supporter in the world but like if Kerry win they're in Dinny Street and they'll be in Killarney hopefully uh, as well next Monday that feeling of, of, of the bus going down Dinny Street and the flags and this is Kerry nobody can take that away from us no. and, and, and nobody can take away our past from us and, and you know we'll all say look we love our county but it's the most beautiful county in, in, you know in, in Ireland but we have something special as well and, and I, I suppose our blood is made up of of green and gold and, and we, we, we'll, we'll take that to the grave, you know. Definitely. Before we um, finish up, one thing that I always, whenever I'm watching a Kerry game on, on RT, like the semi-final, I wasn't able to go up for it, to it, but I always pause the telly and mute it and listen to yourself and Ambrose on the, on the radio. One thing that you always kind of go to every time is and like we just said about the fans you always kind of include people that are abroad whether it be in Australia like you said there for Shawnee Shades whether you're in Australia or New York or anything do you think that that's important because to to include them and even elderly people at home by themselves listening to the game 
do you think it's important to mention in people abroad because we are all one at the end of the day oh absolutely Ian and you know I get I have friends in America they text me before the game they'll be listening to the comedy they're relying on us relying on, and it's the link I think at that particular moment if we do a good job a pretty good job myself and Ambrose and Billy and Liam Brosnan and the, and the rest we can bring them to, to the, we can take them from their sitting room in downtown New York to you know to Crow Park for that hour and a half and and there's guys that te- you know <laughs> there was a woman last week she was on about that because that last minute she turned off the television she was watching it and she said if it's this close what are the boys at on the radio <laughs> so she turned it on and the next thing you know I think she, I don't know, she had a bit of cooking that was burnt uh, because she was taken in by the radio. And even, you know, I suppose that was a special moment because a, a friend of mine, he had to leave the house. He was going collecting uh, a child of his from somewhere. And he thought, I think Killian Spillane spilled the ball or we spilled the ball. And he thought the Dublin would go up the other end and score the winner. And he said, oh, no, I'm turning it off. So he went into the car and he said, I'll turn on the radio now and the boys will be crying on the radio. But he turned on the, the radio and it was a free for car. And he said he ended up crying in the car, not because of us, but purely because that moment he wanted Kerry to go over the line. And I'm sure the people in New York, New Zealand, Sydney and Australia and everywhere, that's their moment and that's their identity and when do you know you see all those at the majors and uh, down in Auckland the road, you'll see a Kerry jersey everywhere. popping up everywhere and even the other counties now are beginning to recognise look there's only one jersey we're looking for here is, is the green and gold and, and Ian when I talk about I, I love Kerry I, I love Kerry football I do yeah. I, I can be critical of Kerry football I can be vocal uh, because and, and, like, I, I'm not a yes man and I, I don't ever intend to be because you, you have to have your opinion but it has to be in a balanced way but I think all traditional the great people of the past you know uh, you know we talk about Paddy Bond and it's folklore Paddy, Paddy Bond in, in Dingle the great players down through the years and, and the great manager Mick O'Dwyer Mick O'Connell the man from Valencia one, supposed to be one of the, the greatest players yes, of all yeah. time and they handed down the baton to each person you know down along and 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 you know that there's there's a huge responsibility in of, of wearing the green and gold if you put on a green and gold jersey you're representing tradition you're not just representing your club and your county because we have so many all irelands and we want to add to that and it's our hunger and our desire and sure when you see young fella there of three or four years of age and he had to solo a ball sure his dream is to be right. the, the David Clifford in years to come and, and that's the passion and, and I suppose look we're, we're all made up of that passion I'm so fortunate that Ambrose O'Donovan's 1985 and when I was growing up Ian I never thought that I'd be commentating with the centenary captain not because he was centenary captain but he's a guy from from, from Guinea-Gwilla very close to the Cork border so that Kerry belief and that Kerry tradition was built in and you can see it Ambrose, Ambrose's face goes red if things are going against him and that passion you can't buy that and I'm so fortunate to be I suppose living beside it for that hour and a half and, yeah. and that's what makes it for me and and, and let's hope we and I, I suppose I'm always being slagged off from Gary O'Sullivan he, he commentated in the 24 final where they won I did the 29 2019 one where we, we drew and then were beaten unfortunately in the replay. replay I'm as hungry for this All-Ireland as Shawnee O'Shea or David Clifford I want us to win to say that I have realised something I've realised a dream that I you know that I've commentated in a, a win in All-Ireland but that's hope as well and anything can go go belly up in a game but I'd hope the carry in a good place absolutely and I think on that note we'll um, we'll finish it up and all the best to the the lads on um, 
on Sunday and all the, the travelling fans and yourself and yourself and Ambrose Tim you're an absolute gent and thanks a million for coming in uh, it was my absolute privilege you phoned me and I was it was I'm not about to tell you my story Ian but I, I have a huge respect for you you're a young man you have a brilliant life ahead of you and what you've achieved so far uh, none of us will achieve it in our lifetime brilliant thanks a million thanks so much thank you now unfortunately that's all we have time for tonight I hope you all enjoyed the show and I really appreciate you tuning in as always. Thanks a million to Tim again for coming in today and I really enjoyed our chat. Hopefully he'll bring us some good luck when he's commentating above in Croke Park on Sunday. If you have any questions or requests for next week's show, you can get in contact with me through my Instagram, enoconnell321 or through my email address, ioconnell at radiocarry.ie. I hope you're all having a great week so far. Stay tuned in to Radio Kerry because Brian Priestley is up next with That's Jazz. Before we go, I want to wish all of the Kerry footballers the best on Sunday. It's been too long coming and hopefully we'll be able to bring Sam home this time. I hope you're all having a great week as I said and enjoy the match Sunday wherever you are. If you're sitting on your couch at home above on Hill 16, well, I suppose you might want to stay out of there. Maybe go to the other end during the Cusick or Hogan or something. If you're over in Bali, Indonesia, Australia, New Zealand, England, or if you're just sitting at home like I said and roaring at the TV like I probably will be above in Croke Park, I'll be back at the same time next Wednesday night from 8 to 9pm. Until then, stay safe and mind yourself. You're listening to Stand Out with Ian O'Connell. Wednesday evenings from 8pm here on Radio Kerry.